You are listening to a podcast by the Trinity Long Room Hub Arts and Humanities Research Institute. Carmelo Bene uh, is part of a sort of uh, Italian avant-garde tradition in theatre from the 60s and uh, his way of working was very peculiar since the beginning. Uh, Maybe you had the chance to read that he got in touch with Albert Camus, the famous French writer, and was, uh, I would say, impressed to, to, to know uh, a thing as such, and Camus gave him rights to stage a very important play like Caligula. And then Carmelo Bene started with staging uh, classics from Shakespeare mainly, it was his obsession from Hamlet to mainly Hamlet, but he also uh, worked on Othello and Macbeth and Romeo and Juliet. And since the beginning, uh, many important Italian critics and mainly the, I would say yes, theater critics mainly, um, wrote about Carmelo Bene's practice as a sort of uh, scrittura di scena, which means basically something that you might want to translate with uh, stage writing or writing for the scene, in the sense that his way of working was to use text, characters, as something that is worth uh, considering uh, on the same level of other elements on the scene and on the stage, such as props, stage lighting, costumes, um, physical gestures. And this kind of way of thinking theatre, through theatre, led to a kind of conceptual... Yeah, it tried to conceptualize, in a way, this, this, theater, this take on theatre that he had with, uh, later on with some writings. But the main thing is that you may split, you may want to split his career uh, in two broad parts or segments. The first concerns this way of working on stage, bringing together elements from different sources, cultural um, tropes, uh, Italian traditions, different Italian traditions from melodrama to teatro popolare, popular theater, and comicity, and different, you know, heterogeneous sources, in order to deliver something very strange that was based on this conception on theatre, in which you don't have to uh, stick to a specific text, because theatre is mainly something based on actor. Theatre is acting, playing, more than, rather than acting, sometimes. And so the actor on stage is the pivotal essence, the trigger, and it was mainly something that led him to reconsider the role of the director and therefore the authorship are something that comes through the creativity of the actor. 
the second part of his career is based on a, uh, is, 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 I would say that it's, it, there is a, another part in between in which he stopped playing on stage and he did five surreal, uh, weird movies. And you may find this available online, almost all of these films. Then he shifted to theater again, changing again his um, practice, introducing technology for working through um, vocal um, qualities to improve some nuances and work in a way that some critics compared to what another genius such as Maria Callas did on stage for melodrama and opera. And you may want to see this other section part of his career and work um, as a sort of um, follow-up to some of his uh, intuitions intuitions that he had before and for instance in this second part mainly throughout the 80s he started reading a lot of Italian poets from Dante to Dino Campana he worked a lot on Giacomo Lopardi another important influential poet in the 19th century in Italy and then he um, went back to his classic passion, such as Shakespeare, after a period in which he was sick, and it ran through, I mean, it was by the end of the 80s through 1993. And then he went back to scene and to restage some classics, such as Hamlet, and another important figure in his career, Pinocchio. And I would say that this final part of his career is much more concerned and much more regards uh, a sort of theoretical approach to things. There are a lot of other things to say with Carmel, speaking of Carmelo Bene, but for instance, uh, France had a lot at a kind of nice tradition of studies on Carmelo Bene because of some influential figures who negated his uh, work and his legacy. I can mention uh, a very important French philosopher that some of you certainly know, uh, Gilles Deleuze. Gilles Deleuze wrote a very important pivotal essay on Carmelo Bene. Um, I don't know, there might be an English translation of that in a, in a very important journal, uh, academic journal, but I, I'm not sure about that, so I, I don't want to mention that. Maybe we can check that out later. But uh, it's called Un Manifesto di Meno. Uh, there is one. Huh? There is one in the... Ah, you sure? Okay. Yeah, an anthology with Deleuze and Cristero and others. Ah, okay, okay. So there is, there is an English translation available, maybe much... More, more than one, maybe, so, because I, I was thinking of something else. So, uh, yeah, such as Gilles Deleuze, Pierre Klosowski uh, was involved into a possible Venice BNL by the end of the 80s, because I don't know why, but 
people in Venice thought of Carmelo Bene because Carmelo Bene was someone extremely important and influential, but they thought of him as a possible um, director for uh, Dave Bainel in, in, uh, in Venice by the end of the 80s, I think 1988 or 1989, whatever. To end my introduction to Carmelo Bene, which of course is very limited because I didn't say a lot of things regarding his approach method because it takes a lot of time and but I just hope that these kind of things may I don't know maybe they are useful and they may they allow they allow you to think or to want to know more about the figure just to but I just want to conclude this by saying that um, if you want to see, it, it's something that I start considering uh, by leaving the US, therefore outside Italy. Italy is a country in which you may have an extremely rich tradition, but basically people think of Italy in academic terms only because of the Renaissance, archaeology, the Latin world, but there, are, there is much more than that, especially in the modern contemporary tradition. And this very, this more nice conference uh, is a is a kind of proof because you can put together figures such as Carmelo Bene, Emilio Villa, um, Alberto Burri as well, very different. And there are you know there is a kind of circulation of ideas. Emilio Villa wrote a very beautiful and unreadable in a very good sense of the term book, a poetry book on Carmelo Bene. And if someone as Villa was regarded from Bene as a kind of genius, Bene, they were friends, and Bene uh, wrote about Villa. Uh, and if, B, if, if someone like Emilio Villa was regarded, is regarded as a, as a kind of poet of the broken poetry, Camilo Bene was regarded as the poet of music from other important <coughs> critics and figures in the musical scene in Italy, uh, musical conductors and so forth. So, it's just to say that you may want to know more and contemporary Italy has a lot to offer in terms of cultural figures, intellectuals, artists and the like. Thanks. Theater in Macerata. He is here today and he will talk about Carmelo Bene. He wrote a book about it. It's called uh, Lezione su Carmelo Bene, a lesson on uh, Carmelo Bene. And uh, he's here today um, to, let's say, as someone outside the academic culture. I mean, against the one uh, you were talking before, so it's paradoxical the fact that he is here now in Trinity College to, to talk about his research. Grazie. Intanto, grazie. Grazie perché la professoressa Giuliana Adamo, Bianca Battilocchi e i direttori artistici, Giorgio Maria Cornelio, e Luca Matteo Rossi 
hanno dato vita a questa occasione che mette in comunione tanti stimoli, ma soprattutto tante persone. E porto il saluto del minimo teatro che dirigo attraverso la parola di, di una delle, degli allievi, Elisabetta Moriconi. Eh, anche lei ha pubblicato un libro che è in mostra, eh, Minimo Teatro Edizioni, e invito Giorgio a leggere questa poesia per saluto. Ok, um, I'm not an interpreter, so I will just say what he is talking about in a very broad, broad way. Um, uh, As we said before, he's here to talk about Carmelo Bene, and uh, he is thankful to be invited here today, and he's thankful to uh, the artistic directors, myself, Luca Matteo Rossi, and Giorgio Maria Cornelio, um, because they managed to bring together all these artists and all these people together in, a, in another country, and he's bringing the greetings from the Minimo Teatro in Macerata, And now Giorgio is going to uh, read a poem by, um, um, by a student of this school. Uh, her name is Elisabetta Muriconi. Primo marzo. Non sapeva nella vastità viola lunga pazienza d'ascoltare i trilli che le stelle bevevano una ad una sopra le rocce sparse astri anch'esse un tempo non spento illucorre gli occhi notturni si vorrebbe quel canto ora immenso sull'altopiano deserto che cancelli il silenzio di uomini e bestie quel canto ora si vorrebbe una notte intera, abbracciando la solitudine della terra squassata che poi rinasce, profumata alle folate del vento. Vieni, bene, sembra tutto così, ma succede per sottile indulgenza e insieme non succede ma si spalanca a ah, stuolo colorito, cargiante, cagionevole, di vocali marinate o convocate o contestate, a spargere sementi di intransitiva idolatria e dolulatria. Ehi, genio, lucis vox uta maxima mundi, Flatus mondi, e io non so più cosa o cosa conviene di voce alla criniera immatura, demetriaca della tua voce. Bene, 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 è il non causato, ma causante memoria pluviale, giudicata a convegno, a scomparti, a ritrovi, giuntura, giovenca, giovenile da celebrare come corpus simulans, acqui dissimulans, denti, sangue, frusta, fianchi, 
i lampaniggi delle arcaiche cinerule aggressioni, libellule festose, grovigli, scosciati, sgrovigli e smerigli di glottiti ammainate, mai nate, in infinite ugule, pendule, nodule, dove cuce e ricuce l'ideogramma d'allarme dilettoso della grazia erratica in pendidi effige in una parola sola, solitaria, unica, non conoscibile, a tutela di non conoscere, di non abitare, di disparire, all'ampaneggio e accasciato volto, volta, volteggio, che splende, risplende, spalanca a sfolgore il flusso inaccessibile degli orrori, in dolce, dolce, docile, disordinata, ipocalipsis, proprie del ventre crudo, nel liberato, liberato, nemico, eloquio, nel senso puro della ghiaccia, allitterazione, dell'attrito, dell'abbaglio totale, dell'organismo prezioso del sì, del simulacro ostensorio di fiato e traccia, in ictus di cellule fantastiche che osi piangere sulle acque inferme dell'ombra citatoria nell'aria minacciosa, velata dal turbine fonocrittico, vespe vocalizzate che inciampo io o tu le ragioni proteiche del vento, simulante focose litanie, svampite, noiate, nidiate di nastri da mangiare, la lunga catena dell'impossibile sillaba, destra, aurata, tetrata, tempia febbricitare, detenzione fischiata di corporea, commedia, corporeità d'attore, distrio, rampante, come io vidi, vidi, vidi e vidi ancora, et inquam, sic est commedia, et inedia, mangiando insieme e non mangiando mai, e allora, ancora, da letania di Emilio Villa, Letania Bergamelo Bene. Concludo, concludo con un'altra voce. I and with another piece. Sì, per per completare il pasticcio dei suoni che abbiamo prodotto to, to give an end to the chaos of sounds we have just produced <laughs> Dino Campana concluso con Giovanni Prosperi um, concluso? Al termine Giovanni Prosperi. Oh, okay, so um, Dino Campana and in the end Giovanni Prosperi. In un momento sono sfiorite le rose, i petali caduti, perché io non potevo dimenticare le rose. Le cercavamo insieme. Abbiamo trovato delle rose, erano le sue rose. 
erano le mie rose. Questo viaggio chiamavamo amore. Col nostro sangue e con le nostre lacrime facevamo le rose che brillavano un momento al sole del mattino. Le abbiamo sfiorite sotto il sole tra i rovi, le rose che non erano le nostre rose, le mie rose, le sue rose, e così dimenticando le rose, erano le rose nei filari all'inizio di ottobre, ma vi piace davvero? La poesia. Maurizio, thanks to the interpreter and translator, and to Gianluca, who kindly uh, offered himself to introduce the talk. Uh, so, we are going to conclude the session at the Longum Hub, and we will continue later on at uh, the Department of Music. We have this wonderful uh, artistic director who are also here to present their uh, last movie. Giorgio Maria Cornelio e Luca Matteo Rossi, they are students uh, at Trinity. They are also the founder of the Impressum Navigation, founded in 2016. The same year they presented the film Every Bash a God That Burns on the 52nd edition of the International Film Festival Pesaro and won the Ispec Cinema Special Award Locarno 2016. Together they created the exhibition Like the Grave of a Stone Like the Cradle of a Star, which was hosted first of all in the Italian gallery Filosofate and now at Trinity College Dublin. They also collaborated with Franco B in the performance Playtime and the collective exhibition Vibrators. I think that's it. I'm going to give you the words and then we're going to watch together the Thank you. Thank you, Bianca. We still have technical issues, so I will talk briefly introducing the film before actual um, before watching it. Um, this is our last uh, project together. Um, it's called in Italian Nell'insonnia di avere insorte la luce. Uh, which is practically untranslatable in English because it's a verse from um, from a very important poet, but nobody knows about him. His name is Franco Ferrara, and he is, let's say, a pillar of our film. So several texts are read throughout the film, and they are somehow linked to the Irish culture. This film. Um we made this film last year with this idea of a travel between Ireland and Italy. And we met a lot of people, including, you know, including Richard Marsh, PJ, and which is here, I think. Two, the two PJ is. Um, yes, Brady. Yeah, PJ Brady, Brady and, yeah. and. And PJ Sweeney. Yeah. <laughs> um, this film is also, uh, for us, uh, an ideal film because it was made with this concept of an atlas, the atlas made by Harvey Barbrook. For us, cinema is not something that is limited on the screen. For us, cinema is something that you have to find outside the room, outside the theatre, outside 
the normal cinema. For us, for example, cinema is also the cinema before the cinema. So the OAM alphabet in Aaron, which is engraved on the stone. Yeah, that's why also our films are not um, are not available online because we want to screen them um, with our presence. And usually, if we have the possibility, we also uh, organize an exhibition. So we did the same for this screening um, in the other room in the break between four o'clock and six o'clock. You can visit the exhibition where we collected all the materials we used for the film. This film contains a collection of different languages. The poetry of Franco Ferrari, the poetry of Emilio Villa, the poetry of James Stephens, the poetry of James Joyce. Today is the birthday of James Joyce and we would like to dedicate this film. There is also Bianca in the film, there is an Italian artist called Silvio Craia, who is PJ told the story of the mythical past of Ireland. No, Richard. Oh, sorry. Richard told the story of the mythical past of Ireland. And so we created those links between Ireland and Italy. And today we would like to witness the, the life of those connections and the vitality of those connections. Um, there are translations, so the film is spoken in uh, Italian, in yeah. French, in Latin, and Irish, in, well. in Irish as well. The only part which is not subtitled is the one in Irish, um, the song uh, sang, uh, sorry, the song sung by uh, PJ, uh, because we don't know Irish at all, and <laughs> I didn't know it be correct. And that part will be after the, 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 the film, because we believe in this idea of a labyrinth. Of yeah, that's why probably it can be difficult to watch. I mean, um, it's not a case if we screen our film now after the intervention of Maurizio, because Carmelo Bene uh, is uh, one of our masters. So it's not our intention to convey a message or uh, there's no representation in, in what we're doing. We can tell you the story, which is of a wizard who awakens uh, in Ireland after, uh, after centuries, and he decided to walk throughout the land. And during this journey, he discovers these connections between the ancient pre-Christian um, pre Ireland and the avant-garde art of Italy. So um, there is actually a story, but it's not put in the foreground, but it's just a subordinate feature we used in order to create the film. So it's more important the materials we used, the fact that uh, parts of the film were actually engraved on the film. So we scanned the film and put it together with the analogic camera and with the, um, um, the opposite of analogic, digital, with the digital camera, yeah. And all, but also we deconstructed the camera, the digital camera itself, so if you would like to yeah. talk about that. We use a stenopaque hole, and, but this is not like a technical thing. For us yeah. it was important to experiment yeah. with all those techniques in order to achieve, maybe, this idea of an open field. 
of a connection between the experimental cinema and the cinema by Stembra Page, by makers and other filmmakers, by Paolo Jolly, and the cinema of nowadays, which could be something much more important than, some, than just I don't know, a, an academic subject or an, or an entertainment. Cinema must be a tool to discover, to explore the cinema before the cinema and the cinema outside the cinema. And that's the meaning of our, our, our field. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.